On today's show, we'll discuss the Yankees dropping their first series since Easter weekend. We'll talk about the good. We'll talk about the bad. We'll talk about everything from this weekend, including the Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson kerfuffle and how Yankee fans acted, because of course we have to talk about that all next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, hit the like button on our videos, and please comment if you feel so inclined. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. We have a lot to discuss today, but before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. This weekend. <laughs> oh boy. Well, okay. It started with the rainout. That wasn't actually a rainout because. Honestly, the Yankees and White Sox probably could have played on Friday night because the rain wasn't as bad as everyone thought it was going to be, and then it didn't really do anything in the evening. And yeah, they probably could have played. But I think the Yankees postponed that game because they've been playing so many games in a row and they felt like they needed the day off. It didn't help. It helped Saturday, sort of. But Sunday was a disaster. Sunday was an absolute disaster of a day. And I was very tempted to get a ticket to go to the doubleheader. But then I thought better of it because, one, it was hot and gross yesterday. Disgusting. I went outside for about five seconds and couldn't take it. So there was no way I was going to be able to sit at Yankee Stadium for like, what, seven hours? <laughs> Watching them play atrocious baseball for seven hours? No, thank you. And that's what they did. Just awful. The only things not awful about Sunday, Jamison Tyone and Luis Severino. That was it. Everyone else was terrible. <laughs> no offense, but absolutely terrible. It was awful to watch. Aaron Hicks... Even when he was doing good things, he would automatically or immediately, that's the word I'm looking for, it's Monday, immediately do something bad, like get picked off by Joe Kelly. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my God. Just awful. Absolutely awful. Everything about this weekend was awful. The stuff that happened Saturday was awful. And yesterday was awful. Just bad. And there's no break because they're playing Baltimore tonight and there's no way for them to think about what they did like being put in a timeout the Yankees need to be put in a timeout after this weekend it was bound to happen they had won what nine consecutive series they hadn't lost one since Easter weekend against the Orioles and 
you know, these things happen. And I told you all they would run out of steam at some point, but I just didn't expect it to be wrapped in controversy. We'll get into that in segment two. I don't want to talk about that yet because I still feel like I need time to gather my thoughts about what happened Saturday because it was just... What happened Saturday, the response to what happened Saturday, the way the fans were acting on Sunday, just, you guys, I can't keep sitting here trying to, no, I'm not going to try and defend anyone because what people did was not good, but I'm sick and tired of having to defend my being a Yankee fan. Because there are people in our fan base who are horrible. Again, we'll get into that in segment two. There's your teaser for segment two. But let's talk about Tyone and Severino. Because they were fantastic yesterday. And considering the question marks that those two guys specifically had coming into this season, coming back from injury, especially Severino. You know, he did something yesterday that he hadn't done since 2018. And that's go through what was it uh, seven innings and not give up a run I think that's what it was and he didn't do that he hadn't done that since 2017 uh 2018 Tyone also went seven in his game so the pitching aside from the bullpen blow up in game two was great oh uh, well Aroldis Chapman we'll get into that too what was Boone thinking I know what Boone was thinking This is my closer. I'm going to put him in in a tie game. Why? Has he not seen how Aroldis Chapman has looked the past few outings? We all have. I went through it on this show. How his velocity is going down. Guess what? It was down again. It was down again. Just a smidge, but it was down again. His average was 96 on the four-seamer. They came up with this Achilles thing. Oh, he's been bothered by an Achilles, his, an Achilles injury the last few outings. Hello? Why would you keep putting him out there? If he's bothered by an Achilles injury and he's a pitcher and his legs and feet are kind of important, it's not just him throwing with his arm. He's moving his feet while he's throwing. Hello? Hello, why would you put him in a high leverage situation like that if you know that he's struggling with an Achilles injury? I don't understand. Someone explain this to me. Feels like Boone regressed back to 2021 this weekend. I don't understand what's going on. It's so frustrating watching Aroldis Chapman come in and mess up. He's not a dominant closer. Those days are done. We know this. Why doesn't Aaron Boone know this? (sighs) It is so frustrating to see that regression in Aaron Boone's managerial skills. There's just like a blind spot that he has with Aroldis Chapman. He's my closer. I have to use him. He's my closer. No. If your closer isn't performing the way he's supposed to, don't put him in situations like that. Segment two, we'll talk more about this. We'll go through Tyone and Severino's numbers from yesterday because, again, they looked great. Good for them. Everyone on the Yankees should apologize to them for being so horrible yesterday. That was a bug. 
What is that? Okay. It's summer. Or, well, summer weather. So bugs are in the house. And I saw my first house centipede the other day and wanted to move like I usually do when I see those things. Does anyone else feel that way? Yeah, they're gross. Anyway. Uh, because it's summer, the weather's getting warmer, which means you'll probably want to exercise more. Maybe go outside, take walks, ride your bike outside. And you know what's good for exercise? Built bars. You know what else is good? Brownies. I love brownies. You know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just when I'm making the brownies, honestly. I could lick the spatula clean, but I wouldn't get as much protein as I would if I were eating a brownie batter puff from Built Bar. That's right. There's a brownie batter puff now. They're available right now on Built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I have no idea what you're waiting for. They're a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. All Built Bars, not just the puffs, are covered in 100% chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and enjoy doing it. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. It's real life. So go to Built.com to get the brownie batter puffs now. Use our promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, where you get recaps of Major League Baseball games with analysis from our local experts who are taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So Tyone and Severino were the heroes of the day. Not that they have anything to show for it, because the offense did absolutely nothing for them. Nothing, nothing, nothing. A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> the Yankees were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position in game one. They left eight on base. Tyone went seven innings, gave up one run on five hits, gave up the home run, um, home run, gave up um, the double to Mankata, double to Angle, and um, Angle got the RBI. He walked one, struck out seven. That's a good showing. That's a good show. His, his ERA for the season is down to 2.95. Jamison Tyone is doing everything the Yankees wanted him to do. He's getting stronger. He's lasting longer. He made it to seven innings. He looked good when he got into jams. He got out of them. And then the offense did nothing for him. Tale as old as time. It hadn't happened in a while, but here we are. And then in game two. <sighs> game two was worse. Game two was absolutely just an abomination. <laughs> an absolute abomination. Just horrible to watch. Severino did everything he could to keep the White Sox from scoring. He gave up eight hits. He got into jams. Guys were getting into scoring position, and he would get out of it. His ERA is down to 3.02. Michael Kopech had a perfect game until, what was it, the sixth inning? Just, oh my God, the offense looked awful. I joked yesterday that maybe the offense was feeling things because the Yankees had their homecoming dinner on Saturday night, which, why? 
that usually happens before an off day. And I know things were delayed because the season was delayed. You know, that first week was cut off and they couldn't have the homecoming game there. But you have that sort of thing when you have an off day, not when you have a double header scheduled for the next day. What are you thinking? It looked like they were hungover. There were so many dumb mistakes made yesterday. The pitchers weren't affected. The starters weren't affected, but the offense was just awful. Um, I was going to say that I feel bad for the people who sat through that, but I don't feel bad for all of them. I feel bad for the ones that didn't boo Tim Anderson. But the ones who booed Tim Anderson and embarrassed the fan base once again. Why do I feel like I have to talk about stuff like this every couple of weeks? Like, can you guys stop? Can you stop? Do you not understand what happened this weekend? Apparently not. Okay, so let me, uh, let's talk about it. We're here. Let's talk about it. Okay. Josh Donaldson does not have the type of relationship with Tim Anderson to make jokes about anything with him. The fact that he was joking around and calling him Jackie, even if he didn't mean it to be racist, it's racist. It's a microaggression. Why is anyone sticking up for Josh Donaldson? What he did was wrong. And Yankee fans who were booing Tim Anderson yesterday, what are you doing? You're making the rest of us look bad. Again, just like the morons who were throwing things on the field. What is your problem? How do you not understand this? Yes, I get it. You're going to say, he called himself the new Jackie Robinson. He said this about himself. Okay, that's true. But, again, Josh Donaldson does not have the type of relationship with Tim Anderson to joke with him about this. And I didn't really like his whole explanation either about this or the Yankees defending him like the spokesperson saying oh well this isn't the first time he's done that oh great so he it's not the first time that he's been throwing microaggressions at people like I no what are you doing what is everyone doing I don't understand oh my god oh They ended up winning Saturday's game, right? Then everything comes out because we didn't know. We just thought when the game was happening that Josh Donaldson said something to Tim Anderson to annoy him. We didn't know the context. We didn't know what he said. We had no idea. We just knew that there was bad blood between them because of what happened in the last series. There was stuff between them when Josh Donaldson was on Minnesota because he said stuff about Lucas Giolito and the sticky stuff because Josh Donaldson apparently can't shut up about anything. Then we find out after the game what actually happened. And there were two factions, people who were like, oh, God, what is Donaldson doing? And the other faction going, oh, well, Tim Anderson's a big baby. (sighs) And those people were the ones who were booing him yesterday. And you know what? As much as I didn't like the home run because it made the Yankees lose or it helped the Yankees lose, I was glad that he hit the home run and I knew it was going to happen. And I even said it before the game because people were saying on Twitter, like threatening, oh, we're going to, you know, maybe we'll start chanting Jackie at him. Or I said on Twitter, if people do this, I want him to hit a home run. I want Yankee fans to feel like morons. I do. I do. I can't help it. They never learn. They never learn. They did it with Altuve. He hits a home run. They do it with Springer. He hits a home run. I'm sick of the Yankees looking like morons because of their fans. (laughs) Like, 
you have to stop. Seriously, stop. Just and and educate yourselves. Educate yourselves. And grow up. That's all I'm asking for. Grow up. It's ridiculous. I can't keep doing this every few weeks. I'm like a mother. And I'm not a mother. I have felines. I don't have children. But I feel like some of you are acting like children and you need to be reprimanded like this. And I know I'm going to get a lot of complaints about this. I don't care. I really don't. I'm sick of this nonsense. I'm sick of other Yankee fans making us look like jackasses. Stop. My goodness. It's just, it's absolutely, oh, ludicrous. Okay, so, Yankees lose two out of three to the White Sox. First series loss since two out of three against Baltimore in Camden Yards. I'm not as angry about this series because the White Sox aren't a bad team. They just started off slow. Baltimore's not that great. But, hey, they walked off against the Rays twice this weekend. So the Yankees have something to worry about <laughs> with Baltimore coming in. And we will talk about that in segment three. We will preview the pitching matchups if they're ready, because sometimes they're not. And uh, speaking of the Rays, they're coming in after the Orioles. So, you know, the Yankees still have a bunch of games to play before their next actual off day, which is a week from today. So... We'll get into that in a moment. Okay, let's look at the pitching matchups for the Yankees against Baltimore. Jordan Lyles against Cole tonight. I almost said Cole Hamels. I do that a lot. I usually edit that out if I make the Cole Hamels, Garrett Cole mistake, which why would I do that? We've never had Cole Hamels, but I don't know. It's just a strange thing that my brain does. <laughs> so Garrett Cole against Jordan Lyles. Cole, 4-0 on the season, 2.89 ERA, 51 strikeouts. Jordan Lyles, 2-4 on the season, 4.11 ERA, 40 strikeouts. His last game was against the Yankees. Now he went seven innings. Gave up two runs on five hits. Didn't walk anyone. Struck out eight. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. I will admit that. But he did end up losing the game. Cole won that decision. And Cole was pretty much similar to that. Seven innings, two runs on six hits. Got the win. No walks. Five strikeouts. That was the game where he didn't have a strikeout till the bottom of the fourth. Then he struck out five in a row, and then he didn't strike out anyone again. So it was kind of a strange cold start. But he won, and his numbers look a lot better. Tomorrow night, Jordan Montgomery is matched up against Bruce Zimmerman again. So Bruce Zimmerman... 2-2 two two with a 3.48 ERA in eight starts. His last game against the Yankees, seven, seven runs, seven hits, five runs on those seven hits, five innings, one walk, two strikeouts. So the Yankees were actually able to get to him. As for Montgomery, Montgomery is 0-1 with a 3.35 ERA in eight starts. As of his last start, they had 10 losses. And six of those losses were his starts, not through him. Like it wasn't, it's not his fault because his last three games, May 19th against Baltimore, May 14th against Chicago, May 8th against Texas, no decision. <laughs> Poor Jordan Montgomery. 
<laughs> now, the start against the White Sox, he only went four and one-third innings, gave up two runs on six hits with three walks, four strikeouts. Not a great game. Against Baltimore in his last start, five innings, three runs on seven hits, no walks, three strikeouts. So, yeah, it wasn't great. So we'll see which Jordan Montgomery shows up, which version of the offense shows up. Hopefully it's not the offense from yesterday because there was no offense. One run in 18 innings. Will not win you any games, Yanks. And then Wednesday, the Yankees don't have a starter listed. And that's also a night game. They're all 7.05 starts. They're going up against Tyler Wells, who's 1-3 with a 4.41 ERA in eight starts, 23 strikeouts, 32 and two-third innings. He got a no decision in his last start against Tampa, four and two-third innings, three runs on two hits, two walks, four strikeouts. As I said, the Orioles walked off twice against the Rays and Rugnet Odor was the one who did it, Friday and Sunday. Sunday was a weird play. But Friday was a legit walk-off home run. So the Orioles have walked off against the Rays twice, the Yankees once, and the Red Sox once. So they just need to walk off against the Jays, and then they will have walked off against everyone in the division. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I said that these next few games against the White Sox and Orioles were going to be important for the Yankees just to kind of keep things going and... The series against the White Sox didn't show me much. Yeah. Not great. (laughs) Just, it was, that was not pleasant. And, oof, I mean, just watching those two games yesterday from home was annoying. So I can't even imagine being in the stadium again in 90 degree heat and humidity and just, at least today will be better for the Yankees and the Orioles. It's not going to be as oppressively hot. Um, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, by the time the game starts, it's going to be around 69 degrees. I won't say it. It is nice, though. That's 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 good weather. You know, 70. Pleasant. Around there. That's good. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to be mature here, people. Okay. You know, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm not. Oh, wait, I did, how did I not mention this? I'm so sorry. So Joey Gallo and Kyle Higashioka are on the COVID IL. Chad Green will have Tommy John surgery. Luis Heel's going to have Tommy John surgery. The hits just keep on coming. It was just a bad weekend all around, like really unreal. Just, you know, and I feel really bad for Chad Green. The trivia question during oh was this Saturday's game or was it one of the one mm, no it was Saturday's Saturday's game trivia question five Yankee pitchers who were in at least what was the number 225 games pitching for the Yankees in the playoffs in the regular season and only the Yankees Chad Green was one of them he was in 290 games for the Yankees 272 regular season, the rest playoffs. He was the most durable guy since 2016. He was he was one of the guys that was untouched by the injury bug, and then pff, this happens. In his walk year, just like Dylan Batances. Like, what? That is just really cruel. 
honestly, universe, that's just rough to do to someone. Poor Chad Green. Just awful. Ugh. Terrible. Rob Brantley is up from AAA. He actually broke up the perfect game yesterday that Kopech was throwing because it was getting scary. It went into the sixth inning. They even had the alert on MLB.com. And um, Estevan Florial's up because of Gallo. And Brantley's up because of Higashioka with the COVID. Hopefully no one else will get COVID, but I saw a report saying that Gallo was at the stadium and symptomatic. So even if you have a vaccine, you'll get COVID. It just will be the type that won't send you into the hospital. But even that type isn't great because I know people who have gotten COVID and they have long COVID. They still can't exercise. They have breathing issues. They get tired really easily. The fatigue is really bad. And they had what felt like a very bad cold when they had COVID. So let's just hope it doesn't spread throughout the clubhouse because that would be a disaster for the Yankees. Things were going so well. Things were going so well. And then, I don't know. So on the next episode, we'll be recapping tonight's game. We'll see what happens. We'll see how Garrett Cole does. We'll see how the offense does. We'll see if they wake up. (laughs) Hopefully they will, because um, yesterday was not fun to watch. And we'll see how the lineup is constructed. We'll see what Boone does with the bullpen. I'm assuming because of the Achilles that you won't see a Roldis Chapman tonight. We'll find out. (laughs) I said on Saturday that Clay Holmes should be the closer. I stand by that and still think that. So if anyone from the Yankees is listening, could you please have Clay Holmes close the game tonight if the Yankees are ahead in the ninth inning? Thank you. So that's it for this episode of Locked on Yankees, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I would like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on MLB. Now make your second listen of the day Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday, go Yankees, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.